Hey, Maka. Hey, Streety. This is the first episode, the pilot episode of our brand new podcast, Sports and Shit. Sure is. And uh, we're just a couple of average blokes who like talking about sport, so we thought we'd record it and see if anyone listened. Prepare for this to be really, really ordinary, especially this opening audio. Bit of an experiment. <laughs> With that said, let's do it. So, <clears throat> what are we here for, Streety? Well, as uh, you just said, we're two average blokes who talk about sport, and to be honest, our wives won't listen to us. Um, our mates probably don't listen to us, so we can talk at them, and we don't have to have a response. So, our podcast is the perfect medium. It's the second day of January 2018, so the year's not even 48 hours old, and we are experimenting with this podcast scenario so bear with us and hopefully we will be able to entertain you for as long as you decide to listen um, but as Streety said this one's going to be all about sport so we've got a lot of stuff to cover mate um, what do you think we should kick off with well good idea to uh, probably let everyone know what this podcast is actually about um, and what we hope to achieve from here on in going forward 2018 it's a big year um, we We'll never be short of content. That's the hope anyway. Um, so uh, we've got here basically an open, uh, a clean slate of, uh, of shit to talk about. We're allowed to swear. A yeah. um, podcast is sport and shit, so the word shit will be used quite a lot. That's probably one of the reasons why we're not allowed to talk about these sort of things with our wives, because we can't swear. That's and right. We tend to get quite passionate about our sport. So it's why we've been banished to a very far away toy room in your house. That's correct. And whilst we do, we do love our wives uh, dearly, um, they unfortunately don't share the same love for sport as we do, and uh, and uh, probably our mates as well. Um, we probably should also point out to our listeners too that uh, what you won't get from sports and shit as a podcast. So probably the first thing you won't get is any type of scoop, any type of current journalistic integrity um we will not fact check anything that we talk about no we have no sources um we definitely are not journalists so if you are here to try and find out what's happening in sport um or what may potentially be happening this probably isn't the place for you because you won't hear any of it here that's correct any uh form of breaking news or scoops or anything like that will be 100 percent plagiarized um, we don't have the connections as yet to uh, gain that access and info. But uh, one thing about this pod- this podcast, sorry, it is a biased and opinionated podcast on Australian and international sports. So it's totally from our perspective. Um, it's, it's what we think, our thoughts. Um, so we're just going to put it out to air. It's probably going to focus on a couple of sports that we really love. So probably the Australian football codes, so NRL. AFL, um, clearly, if you know us, and that's probably why you tuned in in the first instance, you probably find that we're big basketball fans. So we'll talk a lot about the NBA. We'll talk a bit about the NBL. Is the NBL still going on? Hey, if, listen, <laughs> don't get me upset about the NBL. It is very much still going on. Um, I'm a passionate supporter of the domestic basketball, professional domestic basketball league here in Australia. We will talk about it, even though maybe you think that it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and we'll obviously talk a little bit about some of the events as they happen throughout 2018. So we've got a big year of events. Some of those things coming up are the Commonwealth Games, 
um, the World Cup and the Winter Olympics, to name a few. Um, so we're really looking forward to the year in sport and we'd love to share it with you as much as we possibly can. So why don't we kick off talking about 2017, what has happened, even though we we it's probably what we're going to focus on. 2017, Streety, big year in sport. What is the most memorable moment for you in that year? Well, 2017 was always going to be hard to top uh, 2016. Uh, as a uh, bit of a Cronulla Sharks lunatic, I don't think wait, any... Wait, wait, wait. A bit of a Cronulla Sharks lunatic. This man... Uh, the room that we're currently sitting in, I think, is painted Cronulla Sharks blue. The We've just been through his sporting memorabilia in his house, which is all Cronulla Sharks. This is a man who once threw a brick at his sister because she wasn't supporting the Sharks during a loss, I believe. Is that right, Strudy? Well, that is correct, and um, she decided to follow St. George back in the prelim in 99 and spite me on purpose, so um, we'll, just, we'll finish that story there. We don't need to talk any more about it. We'll probably bring that up a little bit later, actually, in a later episode when we talk about mates who support other teams just to spite you, um, but we will not go into too much Are they actual mates who do that? Would, would a real mate do that to someone? Well... Family members do it, but they often don't get bricks thrown at them for it, but family members would do it. But we'll probably cover that in a later episode, I guess. I'm sure we will. So, 2016 was a big year, but 2017, mate, what do you think? Well, on the footy front, 2017 was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, the Sharkies bowed out in pretty ordinary fashion in week one, but, um, you know, it, it, the... Uh, the silver lining to that, if there was one, is that the Cowboys did uh, happen to make the grand final, even though they lost. So it made the loss a little bit palatable. But I'll probably have to say um, that of all the, the major sporting codes, I was the happiest to see the Richmond Tigers win the AFL flag. Oh, yeah, the Tigers in their run through AFL. That was quite entertaining. Um, I, I guess you could probably draw a lot of parallels between the Tigers and the Sharks uh, over the years with their, um, probably you'd say in large part, a history of incompetence. Um, but it was it was good to see the underdog come through yet again. Um, and so did you feel a connection to the Richmond Tigers based on just the years of frustration that their supporters would have felt the same way you felt that frustration as a Shark supporter? Correct, yeah. It was good to see people experience that joy um, for the for the first time ever or, or the first time for a long time. So having been through that myself, uh, it's always good to see people rip in and party hard and maybe pe- people got a few Tiger tats as well. Well, so the Tigers, the Richmond Tigers, they did have a little bit of party to them, didn't they? I mean, Dustin Martin was a pretty loose unit. If there's ever a bloke that's going to win an AFL flag and a best on ground, uh, and you want to see him partying afterwards, Dusty was the MVP of that, right? for sure. So he was probably the MVP of everything else. He, he took home everything else. He probably should have taken home MVP of the party as well. I probably, I imagine he probably did. I have no doubt, but it's probably one of those awards that uh, it's never to be spoken about. But um, mm, Probably. Absolutely, he, he would have been a gun. So the Richmond Tigers tearing through the AFL finals, taking home their first flag in any number of years, to be honest. Like I said, I think 1980, accuracy. I think. Okay, 1980, you're probably here for that. I'm not here for factual accuracy. I'm here for the opinionated side of things. What about worst moment in 2017? We've had a couple of listeners post a few things on our Facebook page about what they thought the worst moment in 2017 was. Sporting-wise, what do you think the worst moment sporting Well, for me personally, I would have to say the worst moment isn't necessarily a moment, it's a person. And that person goes by the name of LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. (laughs) My goodness. Uh, The opinionated father of uh, 
the number two two draft pick in the NBA draft just recently. Um, Lamelo is his son, who is playing. Not well. So, what's his son's name? Is playing in the NBA. Uh, Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, number two pick for the Lakers. But he's. Other two sons, Lamelo and Leangelo, I find today are just about to join their Lithuanian basketball team. Yes. So, ultimately, is this man America's Demir Dokic? I think he's worse. He's uh, he's maybe a mix of Demir Dokic and the Kardashians. Um, right. He's a, a bit of a train wreck. Um, That's a pretty good analogy, actually. He's. Uh, He's prostituted the sport. He's, he's ruined it. And I think uh, too many networks such as ESPN and other you know American networks eat that up and they give him too much airtime. Whether or not he's good for the game um, is anyone's guess. But for me, it, uh, it grates me that, uh, that he gets paid that much attention. Um, but I've got to say, uh, the Lakers are looking pretty <coughs> shithouse with Alonzo being injured at the moment. Um, and while there's a lot of hype surrounding him... Um, he has performed reasonably well, even though he can't shoot for shit. Um, so is, is LeVar Ball your biggest disappointment, or is his son's performance in the NBA as a number two draft pick the biggest disappointment? I think the disappointment comes from the unrealistic expectations that he has placed on his son. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's probably a lot of what he says and has put out there is he's a bit of a hype man, yeah. and it's created undue and unnecessary pressure on Lonzo yeah um, but to Lonzo's credit he's uh, he's played some some good games and if he if he could actually shoot the ball and, and and get some buckets I think people would be easier on him because his ability to pass the ball is uh, is very good um, mm. he'll be a good player but he may not be the superstar that uh, his dad has been making him out to be see I, I like I, I I probably agree I, I, I liked LeVar Ball in the sense of he was a disruptor because he came in and he changed the face of the way the NBA draft usually works. The person I probably, well, the two people I probably feel sorry for are his other two sons that I mentioned earlier. These are one's a sixteen-year-old boy who is now finding himself playing professional basketball in a country where very little people speak the language that he does. I don't necessarily feel like those two two boys in his older son who was. Sensationally, in his first year at UCLA, um, and was removed after a shoplifting incident in China. Now, these are two young men who are now thrust into professional sport with a lot of expectation on them. And the fact is, they're not very good. So, their professional sporting careers may mm. only last uh, the length of a Lithuanian contract. And I've said it before that I don't think they'll last a month. Um, and I think you might find. The, uh, the UCLA guy that got punted, Leangelo, mm. um, he might uh, end up being one of Lonzo's, um, you know, turtles. So turtles. So, so a member of his entourage. Basically. And right. the younger brother, uh, Lamello, um, once he gets his braces off and a mouth guard that can fit properly, he may be good enough to um, <laughs> stick out. Uh, yeah. Once he gets... <laughs> This is a 16-year-old boy, by the way, too. True, true. Yeah. Most yeah. of them do have braces. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know, but most of them probably The kid do. should go get a, get a uh, education before right. em- embarking on a, um, a career in Lithuania. Um, well, I think so. I think the, I think what you have to first and foremost consider is that he's a child, and these are big expectations, and it's a, a 
cutthroat world that he's being thrust into because the team that signed them obviously expects them to not necessarily deliver on the court but actually wants them to deliver the media and attention that comes with the ball family name totally if you're that club you've made a very good marketing move and they've actually said they'll be selling uh, their Lithuanian jerseys with the, the the ball kids names and numbers on the back in the USA mm. so it's, yeah, just, okay. it's, a, it's a great revenue raising opportunity and a good bit of uh, marketing so good on the club mm. but on the basketball side of things I don't think they're going to help them at all and that's one of my biggest concerns, obviously. So, look, I can support you, mate. I think uh, Lavar Ball probably does take the cake for one of the biggest pieces of shit in sport in 2017 and probably will take the cake for a couple of years yet by the sound of things because I think he may have some fairly psycho tendencies. Um, so, best for you was Richmond Tigers winning the AFL. Worst was a person in Lavar Ball. What about you? What's your, uh, what's your best of 2017? Best of 2017 is really hard. I'm trying to remember some of all the good things that actually happened. I, like Personally, as a friend of yours, not seeing the Sharks go back-to-back was fairly good um, because I know exactly how much that would have meant to you and I know exactly how much uh, you probably would have killed yourself from partying a back-to-back rather than just one premiership. Um, look, worst, I think, uh, for me was probably... One of the disappointing things is sport in 2017 was the performance of the Australian cricket team um, and our loss to Zimbabwe. Bangladesh. 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 One of our. Uh, I couldn't remember. One of our listeners. Well, in fact, we don't have any listeners yet because no one's listened to us. But <laughs> one of our uh, fellow punters on the uh, on our Facebook page um, highlighted the fact that we got beat by Bangladesh in a test match earlier this year. Yeah. Um, I'm which, not sure we can get any lower than that. That's which probably pretty ordinary. was what I had blocked out of my mind. But when when I was kindly reminded of that, I, I did feel that disappointment again because I feel the Australian cricket team may be the most inconsistent team in Australian sport. So that was particularly disappointing for me. Um, I'm still probably struggling to identify my best of 2017. Um, I know that one of the one of our really good mates, who's a massive North Carolina Tar Heels fan, um, would have been really happy with the way that they took out the NCAA Final Four championship this year. Um, and I'm never ever going to say that that was anything but the worst moment in 2017 for me. Um, so I'm going to go with that, and I'm probably going to leave 2017's best as open to interpretation. Fair enough. So, saying that, 2018, what are you looking forward to the most this year? I'm uh, currently quite enjoying the NBA, um, as you would expect. We're both big basketball heads. But you're more of an NBA fan than I am, aren't you? Definitely, absolutely. You've got the league pass, you watch the games. I have a lot of time on my hands to uh, to, to watch games. Um, I'm very excited about uh, young... Aussie kid, Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, I'm also excited about Ben Simmons. Let's talk about... let's Okay, so let's talk about your love of the NBA because you've been accused of not necessarily loving a team like traditional fans of sport would. You've always been accused of loving players. But I must say, you've, you've owned that. You've worn that. Absolutely. As a badge of honour. Yep. You definitely. are a fanboy, one and truly. I am a LeBron James fanboy since day one. I followed him when he was in high school into the NBA. And whether he's played, I've uh, I've wished nothing but success on him. Um, 
Well, by, by wishing nothing but success, you mean buying all these jerseys. Oh, I don't know. I've bought one in Bali and, and that's it. Mm. I've got a Balinese fake LeBron jersey. Right, okay. Um, so you won't hear scoops. You also won't hear licensing fees being promoted here because obviously we look at, um, let's not say fake jerseys, just in case we ever get too big and get a sponsor like you know Nike of some sort. Let's just say copied jerseys for what we've seen. But on that subject of sponsors, we're definitely open to taking uh, sponsors for this podcast, sporting-related sponsors. So if you are happening to be um, listening, any uh, any sporting-themed um, business, whether it be a betting agency, apparel company, what have you, uh, we're happy to, to spruik your uh, your product on our podcast. Beer, yeah. If you're in beer, we like you. So whatever you need, just get amongst it. Yeah, we're happy to drink a beer while we talk. That's right, and talk about it. Now, let's just go back a little bit. You mentioned Ben Simmons. Yep. Young Australian kid after his first number one pick um, two years ago obviously um, now took the year off with his foot injury taking the NBA by storm clearly rookie of the year favourite has he slowed any since the start of the year? Oh, I think there's probably been a little bit of a um, I wouldn't call it the rookie wall but he's probably his offensive output in the last probably the last couple of weeks has maybe dipped but um Let's not forget that uh, the big fella Embiid has been injured. So while you'd expect his numbers to pick up, I think um, you know having another guy that dominates the ball so much, mm. and with Ben, yeah. then having the ball to create more. Yep. Um, now the, the the defensive patterns from the opposition um, they can be planned for him a little bit better. So yeah, having said that, he, he dropped twenty yesterday in a win. So you know. Anytime a rookie scores 20 points, it's a pretty good effort. So, Well, I mean, some of the numbers that he was putting up at the start of the year and even now are some record numbers in terms of... Yeah, he's being mentioned with some of the greats of the game, like Oscar Robinson. Is he? Like some the start's guys. been good. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, and so he, is he Australia's best player in the NBA? I think he's Australia's best player ever. Ever? So far. Yep, so far. In, 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 he might be 30-something games into his career, but I think uh, in terms of what he's been able to do so far in the league and just being a pure basketball talent, um, and this is no disrespect to Andrew Gaze and all he's accomplished, um, but I think as a basketball product, Ben Simmons is, is by far um, the number one export. Well, let's be fair to Andrew Gaze. I mean, his domestic career and and his career for the Boomers was... was Amazing, and and I was a huge fan of his, but his career in the NBA was a bit of a load of shit. Like I, it wasn't. What did he have? Like he had a couple of ten day contracts with the Washington Wizards. He had a stint with the San Antonio Spurs where he didn't make their playoff roster, but got an NBA championship ring. In reality, this is not, and and I don't know if Gazy would say the same thing, but like this is what the opinionated side of things. This is not a man who excelled at the NBA game. Definitely not. Um, he needed to be run off a lot of screens. So, I, you know, I certainly wouldn't... Ben Simmons is far and away better than Andrew Gaze. Um, and I think early on, he's probably shown that he has absolutely the most potential to be the best basketball product we've ever had. Totally. I, I'm excited by the concept of the fact that we could have the best basketball player in the world playing for this country in couple of years time 
Well, we've got two years of the Olympics. Super mm. excited about our Tokyo Olympic basketball team. It, um, based on some of the names we've got, and I'm, we're going to cover this um, down the road mm. as, uh, as we get closer um, to yeah. the Olympics and maybe even the world champs, which I'm not sure when they are. Yep. Um, but, yeah, definitely the, the boomers are entering into an age where we're going to have our best ever squad, mm. um, and that will correlate with very high metal expectations. Just on Simmons' numbers, we have a look quickly. Um, for a rookie, currently averaging 16.6 points, and that they've dropped, he was around the 18 mark. Mm-hmm. 8.6 boards and 7.5 assists. Um, a little bit lower to where they were a couple of weeks ago, but they're all-star numbers for for any anyone on any team. Will he make the all-star game? I think so. Uh, so the format of the all-star game has changed. So fans vote I probably got this wrong, but fans vote the entire group of players that they want to see play in the All-Star game. Oh, they vote a starting five. Okay. Coaches pick the rest of the the teams from each conference. Okay. And then team captains will then pick the actual... The actual The roster. So does he make the game on fan vote or does he make the game on coaches pick? Coaches pick. Coaches pick. That's a hard one because... Historically, I wouldn't have thought that a coach probably would have picked a rookie. I would have thought that the hype of a rookie would have probably seen the fans vote them in. But coaches in the NBA tend to still be of that mentality that you've got to earn it and show them that they that you deserve an all-star pick and may have gone with guys that have been around for a couple of years at least. So you still think he gets in on a coach's pick? Based on uh, the Eastern Conference... Um... Mm. And the players in there. I mean, he's going to have to get past LeBron and Giannis. Yeah. The Greek freak for that starting spot, which I don't yep. think he's going to get. Yeah. Um, but based on his play, what Philadelphia are doing this season mm. compared to where they've come from. Yeah. I think both him and Embiid get into the All-Star team. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Well, year, certainly you would think that Embiid would make it, wouldn't you? So, so it's pretty exciting, the NBA 2018. Okay, so we love Ben Simmons. Obviously, we're both big fanboys of Ben Simmons. Um, now, uh, tell me this. Who wins the NBA in 2018? I would love to see the Warriors not win it. That would right. be very hard to beat, obviously. Because of LeBron? Well, as a LeBron fanboy, I want him to win. <laughs> I want him to get that uh, that, that fourth ring uh, okay. with the Cavs. Yeah. I think it would be um, good for that to happen. So uh, we're moving and- into dangerous territory here because what the question is that I'm about to ask you is do you want LeBron to win another ring to validate his greatness or his legacy in the game. I think that's already cemented. I just want him to win because I love him. Right. Okay. And will you buy a jersey even if it's from Bali if they win another ring? Oh, only if I went to Bali. Alright, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that means we're going to probably need more sponsors. But anyway, what we what we probably... So, okay, so you don't want the Golden State Warriors to win. I would like to see a, a, a little bit of a um, you know... Disruption in the um, in the current status quo with uh, you know the, all, everyone picking the Warriors and you know let's face it they're gonna be hard to beat um, with their current team roster the way they play um, but you know all it takes is an injury. Um, Can you see anyone other than Cleveland and Golden State winning it? I think the Houston Rockets have the ability to get there. Okay. I think they can legitimately win two games out of a seven-game series. Yep. And to get. The four wins, they'll need to be incredibly lucky in two of those wins. Yeah. 
So okay. whether it comes down to an injury from the Warriors or some really bad <clears throat> shitty ref calls, mm. um, that remains... Well, that's probably the only way that, that that's going to happen. Um, okay. I would think the way the Warriors get beaten, the most likely scenario is an injury to Durant or Curry. Um, They've been pretty lucky with injuries, the Warriors. I mean, you don't often see teams protect their guys as much as they have. But who knows? The sporting gods, they do funny things. So... 2018 in the NBA is going to be obviously a big one, and you'll be following it closely, as will I. Um, 2018 for me, I think what I'm looking forward to the most, look, I'm an Olympic tragic. Even if it's the Winter Olympics, I am really looking forward to the Winter Olympics. Um, I think that anything to do with Pierre de Corbetan and the Olympic movement that was created so many years ago is a sporting spectacle to behold i love the bobsledders i love the ice hockey uh what else i look figure skating figure skating oh look i look even i struggle to sit through the figure skating i struggle to understand it um what's that i understand you just got to look and admire the talented athletes that can spin in the air and land yeah look i think uh where are the Winter Olympics this year? They're in South Korea. What's the name so, of the place? Uh, is it Pyeongchang, I think? Let me... We probably should probably look that up. We we don't currently have a producer, so we're probably going to have to look that up ourselves. Um, but that's My recollection is that it's in Korea. Um, that could be interesting in itself, given the current state of world politics. Um, that You'll probably have to listen to another podcast for that. Now... Um, Pyeongchang, correct. Yeah, so... What I other major sporting events we got this year? Well, the Commonwealth Games uh, in the Gold Coast. Is it possible that Australia will win a thousand gold medals in the Commonwealth Games? Well, it's always possible given how dominant we are. Is it possible that a thousand of them will be relevant? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Um, Seven hundred and fifty-nine, probably from the pool. But okay, so look, radio. Clearly, there's a there's a skill gap, or even like a some in some of the, most of the sports that we compete in in the Commonwealth Games. Um, well, but England have kicked our ass in the last couple of Olympics, and um, well, they have. That's right. They come pretty good in the last. Couple but of see, games. well, they have come good, but but don't they get broken up into oh, England? So, so the problem for for the United Kingdom is obviously they have to compete as individual countries. This has always been a bugbear of mine. Yeah, England compete as England mm. in the Commonwealth Games with yeah. Scotland. Yep. Um, yeah. Northern Ireland yeah. and Wales. Yep. But the Olympics, they combine four countries... Great Britain. ...into the one, the Great Britain. That yeah, is bullshit. True. Yeah, that's, that's cheating. True. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Can't do it. Well, and that's why, this is why I think, even though the Commonwealth Games, you know, sometimes it feels like you're, you're playing under-16s versus some professional athletes, it always makes me feel good when we win heaps of medals because we don't have that exact success. It makes me feel like we're uh, one of the... Russian federations or the US at the Olympics makes me feel like we're just chalking up gold medals before I didn't even realise that we were getting them you know imagine that's probably what Americans feel like when the Olympics are on yep. so Commonwealth Games is a big one looking forward to it I'm not going because it's very expensive but I but I, I am going to watch it a lot of it sure we could catch a cheap flight up to the Gold Coast and just w- walk around and uh, podcast live from the uh, from the venues that's probably a good idea we I reckon probably, we should do that alright L- yeah. lock that in ok so we'll have an episode on the Commonwealth Games World right. Cup 2018 yeah World Cup so we qualified so the road is it the road to Russia 
Is that how it was was put? Correct. Ange Postacoglu got off at the most recent exit. The coach, he bailed. Um, what do you think about that? I think Mark Bodnich said it all in his uh, half-time, half-time rants during the Socceroos uh, qualifying games. He clearly wasn't happy with uh, Ange's um, coaching uh, and his methods. But we got in by the skin of our teeth. We should have got in a lot earlier. Um, but it's all said and done. So uh, can we do anything special at the World Cup or are we just going to basically be excited by the fact that we qualify? I think at this point in time, you know, just getting there is a good thing. I think a lot of our players would expect we can get through to round two. And if there's ever going to be a World Cup to do it, a lot of the big uh, big nations have actually failed to qualify. Mm. Like Italy, the USA, I think the Netherlands. Um, of all, also, you think it's opened up a little bit for yeah, us. Yeah, a lot of sort of, uh, a lot of, you know, emerging nations in the football world have... Um, progress through um, you're still going to have Brazil Argentina Spain Portugal mm. those those sort of countries um, you know there however um, if there's ever going to be a, a year where you know a surprise team could uh, could up and win it yeah uh, maybe a, a team can pull a Leicester City wait you're they... claiming Australia could win it definitely not god no um, we're going to obviously focus on the World Cup when it comes closer we're going to have some uh, name pronunciation contests Yes. Um, and some other exciting World Cup uh, things when the time comes. But, yeah, 2018 brings the World Cup. Um, we're looking forward to that. And, of course, a World Cup theme song. World Cup theme song. So, so we've had Shakira, Ricky Martin. <laughs> Ricky Martin. Yeah, Ricky Martin was good. Do we uh, think any, any Australian singers have a shot, like um, Guy Sebastian or well, Damien? Well, what about Paulini? I mean, she has had recent troubles with the law and government officials, uh, but she was, wasn't was she still selected for uh, Eurovision? So she's got international experience. I don't think she'll be let out of the country, to be honest. Uh, well, it depends on who you pay, I guess. Lock the passport up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about Jessica Malboy? She seems to be our best um, oh, yeah, maybe. musical export. Was that Jessica Malboy who was in? Who was in trouble for bribing the government official? I can't remember. Anyway, maybe I got that wrong. Jessica Malboy probably has a good chance. Uh, does Australia... Look, I read the other day that um, Delta Goodrum is um, currently dating the Bondi vet. Now, I, what I feel is, is that with a bit of stability in her life, Delta could probably do big things again on the international stage. And I think she has a World Cup kind of look about her, you know? Yeah. Now, I don't know whether being a judge on The Voice is the best preparation for something like that, but, you know, stranger things have happened. You never know. Well, yeah. she's got to get into Russia, so... Them Ruskies, yeah. they're pretty hard on things. Very <laughs> tough to get into the country, okay? Anyway. They certainly are, mate. And 2018, I think, is going to be a massive year. So, look... We want to hear from you guys as we go through 2018. We want to hear from you um, in relation to um, what we've spoken about here and what you want to hear us talk about. Um, So, look, we've covered a couple of things tonight. We probably want to talk to you guys and hear what you have to say about, again, what you think are the best and worst of 2017 um, and what you're looking forward to in 2018 as well. Um, so make sure you get onto our Facebook page um, or check us out on Instagram and, and let us know um, exactly what you think about what's coming up in sport and what's been in sport um, because we'd really like your feedback and we'd love to talk about some of the things that happen. So 
That's correct. And uh, just on the social media side of things, if you are an Instagrammer and want to keep up with our Instagram feed, we'll be updating that um, quite regularly. Um, you can find us at sports, S-P-O-R-T-S underscore N underscore shit. I'm sure you know how to spell that. Underscore podcast. Um, we have a yellow and green logo, SNS. We've ripped off the text from ESPN. Um, and sports and shit is the wording. So you better find that pretty easy. We have a Facebook page also. You can look us up, sports and shit, in the, uh, under the Facebook pages. Once again, the same yellow and green logo. And uh, that's where the majority of our content um, that we'll be posting in there will you'll be. Um, that'll be the most interactive um, part of this podcast. So that's your 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 input, comments, feedback is obviously um, you know very important to us. We want to hear from you guys. This is a uh, we're going to call this an interactive podcast. We've got some good things planned. Um, we'll be bringing on a few special guests and. Um, co-contributors as we move forward. Uh, we've got an AFL specialist lined up to uh, drop his thoughts and comments. Do we? We do. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that will be revealed um, as we move closer to the footy season. Um, we hope to have some very, very special guests on the show uh, down the track. We're working on that at the moment. Mm. Um, and that'll you know give us some insight and um, you know some uh, funny happenings onto life in professional sport. Um, also, too, I'm going to try not to say um a lot. Um, when we listen to this recording, we'll find out how bad our voices <laughs> sound in person. Because we never sound like what we think we do. Exactly. Um, there we go again. Yeah, so... Uh, so, I think as we move towards the end of this first episode, I probably want to finish this one off like I'd like to finish most of them off. I want us both to nominate the person we think is the luckiest person in sports at this particular point in time. So the person that you think basically, I don't know, let's say just basically fell ass backwards into something that was kind of, um, you know, either they have no talent, they got damn lucky, or I tell you what, they would be the happiest person in sport tonight as we talk about this. Now, let's, let's identify some of probably the most obvious ones. The guy who got a date with Eugenie Bouchard um, after the Super Bowl last year, I mean, that's almost 12 months on, and from what I understand from local, you know, well, from recent Instagram activity, he might even be a good chance to have actually gotten a start with her again. Um, but that's the sort of guy I'm talking about, right? Now, for mine, I've got someone, I, it's actually not one person, it's probably a group of people. Now, that is any cricketer that's put their name in to the draft for the Indian Premier League, which is coming up on the 27th of January. Now, Recently, because of a new TV deal, these guys, um, I think, uh, were rewarded with something like a $5 billion television deal for broadcasting the Indian Premier League. Um, now, that would see that anyone that's drafted probably will have a salary rise of something fairly significant. I think I'll put my name in for that. I don't know if I'll get picked, though. Yeah, well, I've seen you bowl. You're probably a chance, though, because you'd get through your overs quickly, at least. Um, World's fastest spinner. That's true. Um, now, uh, look, anyone that's registered for the Indian Premier League, I think the draft, you're about to cash in. I would say you take my award this time for luckiest person in sports. For me, i got to say, back to the NBA, Joel Embiid from the Sixers. This guy's been injured for two and a half years. 
He's played 30 games of professional basketball and got a contract extension for $145 million. That's pretty decent. That is pretty decent. He's backing up some good games. His trash talk on Twitter and social media is even better than his basketball. He's, he's marketable. In, he's marketable. He's an entertainer. Yeah. But he's done shit all for his money so far. But hey, good on him. If you can do it, why not? Yeah, fair enough. So there you have it. A couple of people that are obviously luckier than Streety and I. Um, but probably not as unlucky as you guys for having to listen to us for the last 35 minutes or so. Um, but we do really appreciate you having to listen. Um, and as we said before, check us out on social media. Let us know what you think. Um, and hopefully you'll tune in again next time. Correct. And like, like we said, big year in sport. Plenty to talk about. We'll never run out of content. We'll never stop talking about sport, even if people aren't listening. So uh, this is The Pilot. Thanks for listening to the first show. And uh, we hope to get out as much good stuff as we can in the near future. So stay tuned for episode two coming soon. And we'll have more details, how to subscribe and all that rubbish. So you'll hear from us. Out. See you guys.